0: Junior touchdown! Marvelous! Marvel! Home next to the auto drop down for Franklin. A majestic touchdown! This is Chasing the Natty, a college fantasy football podcast. All right, welcome in, everybody. This is Jared Palmgren, host of the Chasing the Ninety podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful ride to your work. Uh, what am I saying? I'm so used to saying the same thing. Hope you guys are having a wonderful Wednesday or Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. And I'm screwing up already. Tuesday evening here. Yes, we're doing something a little different this week, y'all. We're doing our CTN episode live here. Um, it, this is going to be kind of a fun time. Again, you guys are already dropping a few questions there in the chat. We got a ton of questions we got here ahead of time from Twitter, just as we normally do. But we're just going to run through pretty much all of them here. Um, if y'all can let me finish my little spiel here to start, we'll get back underway here again. We are the College Fantasy Football Podcast on the Campus Again Podcast Network. You can find us on all of your podcast feeds and on YouTube every Monday and Wednesday morning during the season, and we'll be going back to our regular Monday release schedule during the off season after we take a break during the month of December. If you want to support the great work we're doing here, head on over to campusagain.com and subscribe there with one of our tiers starting at three or excuse me two ninety nine. There you'll find everything you need for your cff Devi, and c2c embedding needs there including rankings articles tools and even more than that you can also find me in the show on twitter i'm at cff underscore jared and the show is at chasing the natty and the handsome devil over there to my left is mr justin leo at volume pigs on twitter justin how are you doing tonight sir
1: hey man i'm doing good uh this is exciting you know switching it up the format so uh, interested to see what sort of questions we get tonight and uh, it won't be too different for me, I guess, in terms of the research. Cause usually I just wing it anyway. So we're getting questions that, you know, didn't really have a chance to research. So it won't be too different for me, but uh, yeah, excited, excited for this weekend as always.
0: Again, it's championship week. Again, obviously these are some of the more important start sits and everything like that. But for the most part, like, unless you have a USC player, you are, looking at this and saying like, all right, who are the guys have gotten me this far? And who can I rely on this week? And then, you know, you're going to have a few spots you're going to need to fill over. And that's what I imagine we're going to help people out with here tonight. We got several people already in the chat dropping some questions there. We're going to probably hit those up first before we start hitting up some of these Twitter questions here, Justin, because I want to reward the people who are here listening to us live. So I guess... Without further ado, I guess we could just go ahead right into it. Again, we're not going to do game breakdowns or anything here tonight. This is solely just our time with you guys. We're going to discuss these sit-and-starts with you guys. And if you got further questions, please go ahead and let us know. We'll start with Ray's question here. He's got two quarterback questions here. Kadon Salter or Chandler Rogers, or, or actually, we'll start with that one. Kadon Salter or Chandler Rogers. Who are you going with, Justice?
1: Um, who does each one play this week?
0: Um, Salter plays. Oh, my goodness, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Frank or uh, oh, my goodness. See, this is why I don't do this live. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All what was that? Can they put in? I was saying, when they ask, can they put in who the team is playing? Because, like, yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head which, which team each
0: player is playing. Yeah, hold on, give me a second. I got this. So, uh, Rogers playing UAB. Yes, yeah. North Texas is playing UAB, and Liberty is playing UTEP.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Rogers, at least according to Fantrax, has the better matchup. Uh, Fantrax says UAB is worse against opposing teams' QBs, but Rogers has also been a little bit up and down this season. Although I like him quite a bit, uh, Salter has been a little bit more like consistently elite. Mm -hmm. Uh, absolutely just like a touchdown bandit within the red zone uh and the matchup against UTEP doesn't really scare me just like at a cursory view I mean the the person who's asking this probably knows more about the matchup than than either you or I Jared but uh just as like at a face value I don't know UTEP doesn't really stand out to me as a a really good or really bad matchup so I'd probably roll with Salter just because he's been better all season but
0: yeah, Rogers. He's been phen- he's been great this year. He's definitely been a quarterback that he's impressed me more than I thought I would be by going into this year. He overtook Stone Earl, but I always kind of knew that that quarterback situation, whoever started there, was going to be good for fantasy. But I, I agree with you. Probably Salters the way to go here. And then the other question here: um, Austin Reed or Frank Harris? Austin Reedman with uh, Drew Hollingshead there at offensive coordinator. It has definitely been a bit of an up and down ride for that Western Kentucky offense this year. And you're definitely looking at a little bit of a risk there compared to years past versus Frank Harris. This offense started off kind of rough to start the year here. And Justin, I don't know if you knew this, but I saw this tweet recently, but this offense has scored 41 points per game in the last seven games. They have been absolutely rolling. The whole different thing here is that they've been relying a little bit more on the running backs this year than in years past in order to actually finish their job into the end zone. Obviously, Harris is not running as much recently, but if I remember correctly, they got themselves a nice little juicy matchup this weekend against... Where are you? Oh, Tulane. Play- yeah. Oh, they play Tulane. That's not that's not nearly as juicy of a matchup as I was thinking. I I must better confusing them for another team. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't like that matchup nearly as much. Um, but again, yeah, are also going up against FIU. Let me ask you, Ray, um if it, I'll I'll say this. If it's a six point passing touchdown league, I go Reed. If it is a if it's a regular um passing touchdown league, I would go Frank Harris.
1: Yeah, for for me, I'm a little bit more worried about that matchup for Frank Harris. Uh, I know it's crazy to like start him or to sit him after he just scored like 61 whatever points last weekend. Uh, But if it were me, I probably would trust Reed more. And certainly, as Jared says, like if it's a six point passing touchdown for him, I definitely read. If if it's four point, you know, maybe there's more of a decision there. But for me, I think I probably would trust Reed just because the matchup is good and Reed's actually been. Like I know early on people were sort of worried, but you know, in general, he's been pretty good this year. Just feels a little safer. So
0: Yeah, right. If it's a six point passing touchdown league, I would go with Reed. Um, all right, next one up here from Kane. Devon Vele, who had himself a nice game this past week, or Javon Baker, the wide receiver out of UCF there. Um uh, half point PPR league. Justin, do you kind of favor either way there?
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, and while
0: you're doing that, I can look up who, who they play. Yeah, Utah, Utah's got Colorado this week.
1: Yeah, what's the question? Sorry, I just blanked out. I was looking at something else.
0: Uh, Devon Vele or um, Javon Baker. Javon Baker's got Houston this week, and Devon Vele has um, Colorado. Um, yeah,
1: I'd probably roll Baker. Baker's been better throughout the season, if I remember correctly. Again, I'm going off the top of my head here. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Baker feels like he's been more consistent during the season. I'd have to go back and look at what Bailey's stats are. Let's see. I mean, Bailey's actually been really productive, especially the last four weeks. Got a nice 15 targets last weekend. and then let me see what Baker's been doing. Yeah, Baker's been pretty... Solid as well. In fact, he's been more consistent throughout the entirety of the season. So, I don't know. I'd probably roll with Baker. He has a good matchup also playing against Houston. Fantrax tells me they're a good matchup at least. I haven't looked at Houston's past defense stats. But uh, at a cursory review, I don't know. There's not really that much to dislike in that matchup. I mean, yeah, I don't know. They, they both seem solid, but uh, Baker seems a little safer.
0: Yeah, I definitely would lean a little bit more towards Baker there. Daniel Roper here. Bucky Irving or Damian Martinez, non PPR, they face each other this week. So Oregon versus Oregon State here. I would lean towards Martinez mostly due to the fact that Bucky's been kind of banged up the last couple of weeks. Obviously, he came back from being banged up, got injured again in the game against USC. Um, seemed to have gotten a little bit of run last week, but I think I'm going to go. I'm still going to lean towards Martinez, especially now that they're letting him actually score touchdowns. Um I think I'm feeling pretty good there for Martinez especially non PPR because Bucky would definitely have the edge on PPR.
1: Yeah, I think your theory about Martinez like storming into the coach's office 2 weeks ago and telling them he's going to transfer if they don't give him some more touches in the red zone seems to be uh seems to be quite a viable thing because I don't know what happened but for the last 2 weeks there seems to be a concerted effort to get him touchdowns more. Uh yeah, I guess the interesting thing with this question both teams that these players are playing are pretty good against the run. Obviously, Oregon has a good defense. And Oregon State, I believe, also has a pretty solid run defense and defense in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really been following Irving's situation as closely. I mean, if he has some sort of health concerns and Martinez doesn't, then that kind of would also make me lean towards Martinez, where it's, you know, it's this is championship weekend. You really don't want to take a chance. Uh, For sure. If, so, if there's any red flags regarding health, Uh, I always try to look elsewhere and and, and sort of play it safe. Uh, So, yeah, uh, maybe that's a boring answer, but I'm also probably going to roll Martinez.
0: All righty. Let's move on to the next one here. Ben Wagner, he's got start two quarterbacks here. Byron Brown, Chandler Rogers, Jordan McLeod, six-point passing touchdown league. Brown goes up against Charlotte this week. Rogers, as we just discussed, has that UAB matchup. And then McLeod, um, I, I... I just saw who they played against. I, I know it's a relatively lower scoring matchup. Um, uh, Coastal, Carolina. Coastal Carolina, that is it, yes. So I think you got to go with the two, two dual threat guys in high scoring matchups. I would go Brown, I would go Rodgers. Again, McLeod's been on fire the last couple of weeks, but Coastal's got a pretty solid defense. And as we saw, like McLeod, as great as he was the last two weeks, once he hit um, Appalachian State there, you know, he got slowed down quite a bit. Still had himself a pretty nice game and everything. But again, championship week, play for the upside. Both Rogers and Brown have shown a ton of upside this year. I think those are the guys you got to go with there, Ben.
1: Yeah, I'm in a similar similar boat there. I mean, both of those guys, Brown and Rogers, have really good matchups this week. Again, according to fan tracks. Uh, and, you know, Byron Brown, he's been kind of an enigma this year. He's up and down. But his upside is extremely high. And... Yeah, I mean, when they play a good matchup, like a weaker sort of defense, he generally tends to do really well. Uh, same goes with Rodgers. McLeod's matchup just isn't as good as the other two, although, I don't know, I wouldn't be too upset about having to start McLeod either. No, I, I wouldn't probably,
0: either.
1: Probably will bounce back this week. He should at least get like 25 points this week. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm with you on the first two.
0: Yeah, I, I would go big or go home with Byron Brown and Rogers there. Brandon Champion asks... What's up, fellas? What's up, Brandon? Glad to see you join the chat, there, man. Um, Shipley or Jawar Jordan in PPR, and this kind of I mean, goes into um, Kane's question as well, where he said, "Are you trusting/slash playing Jamari Thrash and Jawar Jordan this weekend?"
1: So Jordan is still dealing with something, is he, or is he? Or is I think he both. I, know.
0: I think both Jordan and Thrash are both dealing with something because Thrash has been out there clearly but like they just refuse to just sit him when they clearly don't have him at 100 he caught one pass for seven yards this past week like he's clearly not what he was at the start of the season i'm uh, i would heavily if you're if you have thrash i would heavily look at what your other receiving options are on your team and then Shipley or jawar jordan two guys that are banged up there Shipley has that South Carolina defense this upcoming week. They're decent against the run, but again, as we've seen in the past, they got a pretty good, uh, or Shipley's got himself a pretty good receiving ability there. I think I would absolutely trust Shipley just a little bit more than Jawar Jordan this week, especially in PPR. What about you, Justin?
1: I'm in the same boat. Uh, again, and this might be a theme with this questionnaire, is uh any player who's dealing with any kinds of health red flag that we're not sure about, this week uh, generally uh, i try to just discard them unless their name is ollie gordon uh, i'm not really considering them this weekend so yeah will shipley just by virtue of the fact that he's healthy at least as far as we know and uh yeah jordan isn't so
0: and thank you brett uh for providing the context that thrash does indeed have a wrist injury so again clearly a wrist injury is going to keep you off the field but like why is he out there in the first place? I guess it's just to be a decoy and they throw it to him once or twice a game, just to show like, Oh, we'll throw it to him. But like, clearly he's not a threat.
1: Um, like a Jalen McMillan thing going
0: on there. Yeah, exactly. Which oh, man, that don't, don't start Jalen McMillan championship week. Y'all I know he's been playing, but like, clearly he's not. Clearly he's they're They're doing the exact same thing. Um, next one here from Kane, Garrett green or John rice, Plumley. Four point passing touchdowns again. John Rice Plumlee going up against Houston this week. And then West Virginia, if I recall correctly, is going up against Baylor. So, a really good matchup right there. I personally would lean to. Oh, ah, golly. Here's the thing with JRP. He is absolutely one of the bigger boom or bust guys out there in college fantasy right now. He could get you forty points in a game. He can get you 10, 11 points. Like there's really not much in between. Garrett Green's kind of been a lot of the same way there, because uh, he's 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 had himself some really really big weeks this week, and so I this this is a really really close one. I don't know. Justin, what do you think, man? I I I'm I'm a little stumped on this one. This is a really good question. Yeah, I was just looking up the stats for
1: both. They're pretty similar. Like both have had some really big games. Both have had some pretty poor games. Greens worst game was like 16 points in terms of like the full games that he played. He had like one 16 pointer. I think he had one. It was like 22 points. Let me see again. Yeah, yeah, one 16 pointer, 123 points, but outside of that, Every game. Oh, no, he had a 20-point game against BYU, too. Yeah, so they're, they're both kind of up and down. Uh, so, obviously, maybe a bit of risk with each. For me, I think I'd roll with Green. Uh, I don't know, Plumlee's... Because, remember, he got injured, and then he obviously he came back, and, and mm-hmm. now, you know, he's healthy. But I don't think he's been quite as good since he came back. I know he had one big game like maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, he had a good game against Oklahoma State. And he played all right versus... Western Virginia also. So I don't know. I mean, for me, the margin between both would probably be pretty small. They're they're both pretty similar profiles. Both have good matchups this weekend. So Mm -hmm. it's not really a lot to decipher between the two. Uh, At this point, it's kind of a gut pick. Uh, Yeah, I just like Garrett Green a little bit more. I'm not really sure why. There's not really a logical reason behind it. So uh, maybe maybe this person who's asking, you know, they take that with a grain of salt. But if I was picking, I I would pick Garrett, Garrett Green.
0: Yeah, I think I lean slightly towards Green as well. Like you said, mostly due to the fact that JRP's kind of been banged up. But again, Green missed some time as well, so sure. we'll definitely see. Uh, Ray Age continuing down the chat here again. He's expanding on the question we had earlier, where he was asking between Bucky and and Damian Martinez. Well, now he's asking Damian Martinez or Marcus Carroll versus Old Dominion. Old Dominion's got a pretty solid rush defense. For all of their faults, that's kind of where they kind of where they excel right there. But here's the thing. Georgia State's going to try to run the ball down your throat. Win or lose, that is what they're going to do. And Marcus Carroll is going to be a big part of that. Old Dominion, they have been banged up. They've been playing a ton this entire year. I think that Carroll is a talented enough running back to kind of overcome any kind of strength that Old Dominion might have there. I would trust that more than I would trust Damian Martinez to overcome the talent that is on that Oregon defense, which is actually... For for those of you who haven't gone and looked at their recruiting classes of the last couple of years, littered with four and five stars all over that defense. So again, David Martinez is a really good running back. I don't entirely trust him to overcome that, at least compared to Marcus Carroll. So I would go Marcus Carroll, Ray. What about you, Justin?
1: Yeah, well, you know, obviously Martinez has been really good for the last two weeks. Carroll has been good all season. I know he had like one sort of bad game, but in terms of volume, he's been extremely consistent and he's been very, very good from a production standpoint also. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the minute I saw that he still scored like 20 points or more against LSU last weekend, I was just like, OK, this guy, you have to start him every week. He seems to be fairly matchup proof. Yep. Uh, Yeah, I mean, they're playing another G5 team. So, you know, I know Fantrax says Old Dominion's run defense is, is really good. I don't know how much I sort of buy into that. I mean, it, it's kind of, there are a lot of factors at play, you know, like if, if another, if they're just really bad against the past, other teams are going to exploit that, etc. cetera. So there, there's always those dynamics. You don't yep. want to take those things too, too absolute. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I still trust Carroll. He's earned the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he's been good all season. So I would just plug him in at this point. It's, it's championship week.
0: Start your stud guy. Yep, for sure. Next one comes here from Japes Jr. He's asking Eugene Wilson or Javon Baker, half-point PPR. Eugene Wilson, Trey Wilson, as he goes by, uh, is playing against Florida State this week. Javon Baker, as we mentioned before, he's going up against Houston. Normally, I would say Trey Wilson. Here's my problem. He's not going to have a starting quarterback this week. And that yeah. does change things. And that does kind of impact things like there. The connection that Trey Wilson and Mertz had down the stretch really was impressive. And again, I. Believe that Trey Wilson is talented enough to probably overcome a switch in quarterback here. He probably would do fine. But again, Florida State's got a decent defense. That's a new dynamic. They got to build some chemistry within the next week and everything like that versus Javon Baker, as we pointed out earlier. He has been reliable for whatever UCF quarterback has been put up this year. John Rice Plumlee, when he's out there, loves to target the hell out of Baker. So I think I would still go with Baker, even though... If Wilson and I believe Jack Miller is the backup quarterback at Florida, if they click, I think Wilson has a higher ceiling, but I think Baker is the safer play here, which is where I usually go in championship week, is just try to go with the safe play that you know what you're going to do.
1: I'm in the same boat, yeah. I mean, maybe the backup quarterback has, you know, establishes a good connection with Eugene Wilson, but... Maybe he doesn't. So, you know, that there's a risk there in terms of starting Wilson. Whereas with Baker, it's like you don't really have that same sort of red flag. Even if he doesn't score a touchdown, I mean, in general, like his volume is still good. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned what format this league is, but I mean, especially if it's PPR, like he he gets consistent volume. He doesn't have to score to still have a good game. So and they have a good matchup. So there's there's not a lot to dislike with Baker this week.
0: Yeah, it's a half PPR point league. So I think that's a pretty solid look there. All right. Before we get to any more questions, first of all, I want to thank all of you guys here. Again, we got a couple, we got several people in the chat here tonight, and you guys are keeping it lively here. Appreciate all of you who have been sharing this, bringing in your friends to ask their questions and everything like that. This is fun. Again, I'm I'm glad we could do this here to end the season. It's a little bit more interactive for you guys. Again, it's also something I'm maybe trying out a little bit maybe for next year. I don't know if this is something we'll do every week next year just kind of seeing how it goes here tonight. So if you like what you see, go ahead and hit the like and thumbs up button there. Go ahead and share a subscribe if you haven't already. All that good jazz. You guys know what you got to do when you're watching your favorite YouTubers. So go ahead and do that. We'll move on to Jay's question here. He said, what's up, guys? What's up, Jay? Malik Sherrod versus San Diego State, RJ Harvey versus Houston, or Judkins versus Mississippi State need two out of the three at half point PPR. So basically... Who are we sitting between Sherrod, Harvey, and Judkins? I'll let this one, I'll uh, yeah. fling this one over to you, Justin. Sure.
1: Yeah. For me, and I, if you, in case you missed it, I released today my like running back rankings for the week. So I, I feel like I should probably stay true to whatever I ranked uh, in that list. And if you saw that list, you'll see that RJ Harvey, I believe I had him at number three this weekend. Uh, he's been absolutely crushing it, like, especially the last two weeks. I think he's gone over 30 points. Back to back, and you mentioned this PPR. Like he does get receiving usage too. He's taken a couple of catches for you know massive gains throughout the season, and they have a really good matchup this week uh, against Houston. So yeah, for me in terms of the one I want to start, uh, RJ Harvey is my guy. Uh, or, or were we starting one or two in this? We are starting two. Starting two. So the other one was Judkins, and who's the other one?
0: Uh, Malik Sherrod.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so Judkins has that rivalry game, right? Mississippi State, Charade, yep New Mexico. So Sherrod's had like two weeks back to back now where he scored like around 10 points. But I remember correctly, he hasn't quite like his volume is still good, but the production hasn't really matched. Let me just verify this. Yeah. And actually his volume last week wasn't that great. Uh, he had like 14 touches, but the week before he had 19 before that it was, it was looking pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably roll with Judkins. Fun fact, though, about Jenkins, he's the only running back right now who has like over 200 carries, but hasn't crossed a thousand yards. But he's he's right there. He's very close. He's at like 990 something. Uh, so for me, I'm I'm gonna roll with Jenkins because I mean I, I know he's gonna get a lot of volume. He's he's Lane Kiffin's guy in the backfield, yeah. and uh, he's you know he's had a lot of big games this season. I know Sherrod's had some big games too, but we're, we've got two back-to-back weeks now of, of just kind of meh performances from him. You know, he could have a big bounce back game, but I think this weekend he want to bet on the safer pick and, and Judkins would be that for me.
0: Yeah, Judkins has really come alive here to kind of finish the season. I think he was playing hurt to start the season. I think that kind of explains the slow start there. I think a lot of people are kind of freaking out. But again, like once once he got back from that injury, things kind of looked, looked more up for him. Sherrod, as you kind of point out, is kind of on a little bit of a downslope right now. I still like Sherrod. And if you can fit him into your lineup, I think it's okay. But if you're going to ask me between two top 15 running backs versus Sherrod who I believe if I recall correctly is in the uh, now my stat sheet refuses to load yeah Sherrod granted he was hurt for half the year yeah Judkins is RB22 so far this year I know for a fact that um, RJ Harvey's in like top five yeah Sherrod uh, I can't spell people's names that's why yeah, Blake Shaw is top forty-four, which actually is pretty impressive considering that he had, he didn't start half the year. But even still, like clearly third place out of these guys right now. That's who I would sit. Um, Japes Junior. Another question here: uh, Thomas Castellanos to bounce back or Donovan Smith? I think you. I think you got to go with Smith, mostly due to the fact that one. UCF's run defense is atrocious and if Donovan Smith decides to run in this game he should be able to pick up probably more yards this weekend than he's ever picked up before to this point, Castellanos has been playing hurt Kai Roboshow, as you kind of point out in your question there, Japes he has emerged, they don't need Castellanos to run nearly as much they don't want him to run nearly as much because they have to have him if they're going to have a chance to win that game and so, I would go Smith I like the matchup Pretty, I, I, yeah, it's pretty easily Donovan Smith for me because I think what isn't hasn't Castellanos like hit ten plus or ten or less fantasy points but over the last two weeks. Been ugly. Let me verify.
1: And they're playing Miami too. Like, yeah, that's
0: a, a, yeah, a solid defense. Yeah, or yeah. excuse me, he's hit thirteen fantasy points and thirteen point two four fantasy points. So either way, that's a hard start. I would go Donovan Smith, who has been after a, after a bit of a rough start. He is now a top twelve QB on the year. And he has hit 20 and 35 points in the last two weeks. I think it's pretty, I, I think Smith's the way to go.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, Smith really burned me in one of my leagues early in the year. Obviously, he wasn't playing very well, but lately, at least in the second half of the season, seems to have sort of measured out or sort of hit more consistency. So, uh, and and really, it's sort of the lesser of two evils, I would say here. I mean, Castellanos is just.
0: I mean, Donald you know. Smith's a top 12 quarterback on the year, he hasn't, he's not been a bum no i know I, I think it's just like first impressions
1: dire. like you know it's like at the beginning of the season yeah, oh it hurt like, it's really bad games and i was just like oh this guy's i'm done with him but he's been really good lately and castellanos is the opposite he's been really bad lately and yeah i think what you said is, is correct probably the staff told him like we, we don't want you to be running around as much as before he got banged up earlier right and so and that's really changed his cff profile he hasn't quite been the same since so
0: all right next one up another question from Kane here Mark Fletcher Jaquinin Jackson or Tyrone Tracy also or we'll we'll get to that in a second here um man Fletcher's really come on for Miami over the last couple of weeks and it is definitely nice to see but if i if I recall correctly it's still a pretty split backfield um over there let me hear what you give your thoughts I'm going to go check that real quick um Justin.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really. I haven't really followed Miami's backfield. uh I know Fletcher had a good game last weekend. Who's the other guy that had like Cheney? Is he still involved?
0: No, it's a. Uh, uh, well, yeah, Don Don Cheney. Oh, yeah, Mark. look actually, never mind. I'll, I'll eat my crow here. Mark Fletcher Jr. Seventeen carries, 126 yards, and two touchdowns. to Finish last week, and then let's look at the game before because I remember he's kind of been coming on a little bit as the season's kind of come to an end. Yeah, 16 carries the week before. He's getting some pretty solid production versus, let me see, Jaquindon. Off the top of my head, if I remember correctly, he's kind of been up and down here to finish the year he as well. Yeah, 10, 10 carries in the previous two weeks.
1: Yeah, you got Boston
0: but, College. He plays I,
1: Colorado. Jaquindon.
0: He does play Colorado. That's actually a really good point. But also, again, if you're only getting 10 carries, like, do you want to risk... Him only getting 10 carries, even if it's a bad defense in championship week, I'd probably still go Mark Fletcher with his solid matchup against Boston College there. And then Tyrone Tracy again. It's it's too split between Tyrone Tracy and Devin Mockaby still in that backfield, kind of going back and forth between those two. I'd rather not. And then the other question here, he has Fletcher... Versus Braylon Allen, versus Isaac Gernardo versus Tyrone Tracy. Again, I'm not. Tr- I'm not touching the Louisville backfield right now. I don't know who's going to start, who's not. So I'm. I'm throwing out Gernardo there. Tracy, same thing. Purdue's backfield I don't like. It's between Fletcher and Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen's playing, and Braylon Allen is it, when he's out there, he's going to get touchdowns for Wisconsin. So I think. Yeah. It's probably not the smartest play in the world, but again, I think I'd still rely on him being the stud there at Wisconsin, especially with their passing game, just really not clicking quite yet in that dairy raid system over there. So i probably lean towards Braylon Allen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for that second question, I'm, I'm in the same boat. They play Minnesota this weekend. Uh, Minnesota, you know, they're not a cream puff matchup, but they're not terrible either. Wisconsin should be able to run the ball on them. And obviously, like, Chesma is no longer in the picture there. He got you know knocked out for the season a you know, month or so ago. So Braylon Allen's actually a pretty good play now. I know he was banged up, like, a couple weeks ago. But he had a good game last weekend. Like, they used him quite a bit. So I assume he's healthy, almost 100%, if not 100%. Uh, so I'd probably roll with Braylon Allen there. But I wouldn't be too upset if I had to start Fletcher either.
0: All righty. So – The last question we have here in the comments is from Goose, and Goose's question was also on the Twitter page, so I think that's a good opportunity for us to move over to the Twitter questions here, and those of you who are in the chat and you've not been able to ask your questions yet, that is totally fine. Go ahead and drop them there. As we do this, we'll try to get to them as soon as we can, but again, we got a whole bunch of comments here on Twitter that we're going to get to and start making our way through these as well, so Justin, we'll start here. With CK's question, running back question, PPR PPR League, sit one of these four running backs. Yes, I am breaking the rules tonight, y'all. Typically, I only allow you guys to give me three names, but you know what? It's championship week. We'll help you guys out as best as we can here. So again, CK, you're asking us to sit one running back between RJ Harvey, Malik Sharad, Kamani Vidal, and Ashton g I think I'm staying away from that Boise State running back. Room as best as I can. I got some bad info last week telling me that GNT wasn't going to play. Nope. He, not only did he play, he looked pretty dang good last week. Obviously, not the absolute dynamite fire that we had over the last couple of weeks, but. Clearly, it's going to be a split backfield between GNT and Halani, And then you also got uh, John Brace uh, Dunbar coming in there and making getting some touches as well. They're going up against Air Force this week, who hasn't been quite the dominant team they were to start this year. But even still, it is a school that loves to slow the games down, limit your offensive possessions, stifle you on defense. The touchdown opportunities, in my opinion, for Boise State are going to be much more lacking this week than they have been in the last couple of weeks. I don't want to trust which Boise State running back is going to get those. Last week they had Utah State when they had like Six or seven touchdowns there, right? Like, so, or excuse me, they had, they had six touchdowns. Plenty of touchdown opportunities to go around. GNT got one, Halani got two. You had a few more for the receivers there. Versus Air Force, I could totally see this being a game where, you know, there's only maybe three touchdown opportunities. For Boise State, compared to some of these other teams, like Troy is going to absolutely destroy Southern Miss. I'd absolutely start Kamani Vidal. RJ Harvey versus Houston, that's going to be a high scoring game. I'm fully in on that. Bleach is probably the only other one I'm a little iffy on here because, like we mentioned earlier, his volumes kind of dip just a little bit, but he's still clearly the number one guy there. San Diego State, their defense isn't as strong as in years past. So I would sit Ash and GT out of this group right here. Justin, do you have thoughts, man? Yeah,
1: the problem with Genty is not only that his health is a question mark but also just the fact that Halani is back now so you know Gentry was massive early in the season but Halani was out so there was sort of a caveat next to his production and then obviously Halani's been good recently while Gentry's been out so even if Gentry is cleared to come back it's it's like Halani's not just going to go you know he's not just going to be relegated back to the playing backup right i mean he's also going to be still quite involved this weekend Yep. Yeah. uh and if i remember correctly last weekend what happened was Halani took most of the touches in the first half and then like scored a lot of points and then they were up you know a bunch of touchdowns and then genti kind of came in, in the second half so that's not a lot of, that's not really confidence inspiring in terms of genti obviously he's really talented uh but you have sort of two big question marks one is the health and two you know it's a split we know it's a split Versus the other three, they're kind of, you know, the designated bell cows for their teams now. And as you mentioned that, you know, I think Harvey and Vidal, those guys are easy starts. Sherrod is a little bit more of, you know, he hasn't been as productive the last two weeks, but we still know he's the primary sort of ball carrier there. So there isn't really a concern. Is he going to be splitting touches for someone else? Uh, And there isn't really a health concern with him either. So just by that process of elimination, I think Gentry has to be the, the odd man out.
0: Yep. I'm in full agreement. All right. Next question here from Goose. Pick two quarterbacks out of Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, or Frank Harris. And he, of course, has the wonderful matchups right there in front of us to reference reference there. It's got to be Daniels and Penix here, right? Washington (laughs) State's secondary is awful. Texas A&M's defense has been awful. I mean, Jaden Daniels is coming off back-to-back 60-point weeks here again. Now, do I expect that to happen again this week? Probably not. But Frank Harris is clearly the odd man out here. Tulane's got a really, really solid defense. It's that they're not quite shut down. I think Frank Harris can find some points here, don't get me wrong. But Daniels and Penix, like it's such a tier jump from Frank Harris to those two right there. It's it's not even close, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean AM obviously is influx also and, and that LSU Very true. Staff, uh, all the way in on trying to get Daniels to Heisman. Like just evidenced by the fact that they left him in the game last week mm-hmm. the score eight touchdowns. they were up yeah, i don't know how many touchdowns at that point but they're all in and trying to get him his numbers even the wide receivers too i, I think they're just trying to get their guys you know their awards because they, they realize they're not going to compete for a national championship at this point so they might as well and then obviously panics air panics i mean this guy's been money all season don't really see a reason why that would stop this week against washington state uh, unless, you know, I don't know, maybe there's some like really bad weather or something. I haven't checked the forecast, but unless there's some sort of strange other reason, I, I don't really see the argument to start Harris over those two guys who have been studs literally from basically the entire season up to this point, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, next question, also from Goose, and not going to lie, y'all, it's a little bit of the Goose show for the next four questions here. Um, Xavier Leggett versus Clemson, Chris Mitchell versus Western Kentucky, or Brandon Presley versus BYU? There's things to like among all these guys and there's things to dislike among all of these guys. The guy I think that there's the most to like is probably Chris Mitchell versus Western Kentucky we saw again last week. My theory, once again proven correctly, that a lot of these G5 teams, when they go against Power 5 teams... When they have one dude that is clearly better than everybody else on their roster, they just keep feeding him, and that's what they did with Chris Mitchell last week against Arkansas. They're going up against Western Kentucky this week. They've got themselves a very poor uh, secondary there. I think Mitchell will be able to find some pointage there. Should be a pretty high-scoring game. I think there's not much to dislike there. Versus Leggett, you're going up against Clemson. Solid, solid defense there, obviously. But Leggett's also been money this year, so like... No matter what matchup he's been going up against, so it's really kind of hard to sit him there. And then Brendan Presley, man, if this, this is a half PPR league, dude was dude's been peppered been peppered with targets. Like, and Alan Bowman is just constantly targeting the slot position right now. And while Brendan, the thing with Brendan Presley is like, I love this matchup against BYU. He is just, just with the way that that offense rolls, he's just not getting touchdown opportunities. Again, if they get close enough to the, like, he's in the slot position, they're going to target him maybe 5, 10 yards down the field. That's where he eats his money. You notice a lot of times that he'll get, he'll, he'll end with like 12 catches for like 70 yards. Like, he is not getting hit with the big plays there. He does not generate a ton of yardage after the catch for the most part. He is fully just a PPR monster, but this half-point PPR, and if they get down close enough to the goal line where you know they would normally target him like five, ten yards away from the goal line, guess who they're going to hand it off to? Ollie Gordon, because why wouldn't you? So, Part of me is like, I could go Leggett and just go matchup-proof there, but I think I'm still going to go Brandon Presley because, again, I think he'll still get the volume, BYU's defense is terrible, at least compared to the rest of the Big Twelve. And he's got to score a touchdown at some point, right? Like that's got to be like that's kind of got to be the way there. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mitchell and Presley there. Justin, do you have similar thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, in general, regarding Presley, I mean, I, I really like wide receivers who can have good games without having to score touchdowns, and, and Presley certainly is that. I think certainly if this was, like, full PPR, you know, that would make him much, much more attractive.
0: Oh, it would not uh, be close.
1: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I love the consistency in terms of the volume that, that Presley gets. Uh, Leggett's also been really uh, – he's had some really good games this year. I know he's kind of also been a little bit up and down. Um, but seems like he has a really, really strong connection with Spencer Rattler there, especially around the end zone. And then Chris Mitchell also – let me check up his stats. I believe he's been pretty consistent this year after like a bad game to start the season but he's been pretty good since then yeah he's been really good since then he had another sort of dud performance against middle tennessee two weeks ago but other than that he's been pretty good he's also a really consistent sort of target guy uh and let me just take another look at legette's targets yeah Leggett for like three straight weeks basically has had a massive performance but before that he had kind of two dud performances well he was hurt Ah, uh, That's why. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so you, I guess you can forgive sort of some of those performances against A&M and Mizzou. Um, yeah, all three of these are really good options. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to sort of really split hairs here. I, I don't know that like, I can really offer you something tangible in terms of an argument for one over, over the other. I, I think it's going to kind of come down to just whatever your gut tells you. For me, I don't know, I'd probably roll Mitchell and Presley. I don't know. And to be honest, like it would probably change depending on what time of the day you ask me. I mean, I, like any two out of the three is fine, honestly.
0: I think it boils down to the end at the end of the day that my gut tells me Clemson's defense is good. They got really talented guys over there, and they are capable of shutting down Leggett. Even though there's a good chance that Leggett does go off this weekend, regardless. Versus Presley, he's got the volume. He's got the matchup. He just doesn't get the touchdown opportunities, but. Again, I have him in a half PPR league, and I've been happy with his performances the last couple of weeks. So,
1: yeah. And one thing if I get note, that,
0: I'm happy this weekend.
1: Yeah. And one thing to note, too, is obviously Ollie Gordon was banged up last game. I mean, he, he left yeah. the game and came back, and then he absolutely torched it. You know, he left the game with like eight points, and then he came back and he ended up scoring like 41 points. But the word is he's in a walking boot after the game. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that something serious could be really minor, but that's something to keep in mind in terms of like what their game plan might be this weekend. I'm mm-hmm. still high on Gore. I still think they're, they're going to use him unless we hear otherwise. But, you know, there might be maybe more of a reliance on the passing game against BYU as opposed to before.
0: All right, we'll go to Goose's next question here. Again, I'll keep this one short. Tight end question here. Corey Dyches versus Rutgers. Theo Johnson versus Michigan State. I think both of these tight ends are extremely equal. They're absolutely in that tier of can have a really good week or are they going to do absolutely nothing? And I'm just going to go with the guy who's going up against the worst defense in my mind. That's Theo Johnson versus Michigan State. Boom. Keeping it short. Justin? Uh,
1: For me, I'd take a coin, just flip it, and then uh, choose which one because that's basically like the territory where we're in here with tight ends. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can kind of roll with what Jared said. I mean, both defenses are not really particularly strong and you can make Rutgers
0: is, no, no, no. I got to stop you there. Rutgers has a really good defense this year. There's a reason why. Yeah. I mean, again, Michigan, Ohio State, of course, put up some points on them, but like when you, when you go and look at like some of the games they've had this year, they have kept opponents out of the end zone. It's been very impressive what Greg Shiano's done over there.
1: Yeah. I mean, the 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 Big Ten numbers I feel a little are a little fraudulent uh, because the offenses in that conference this year are the equivalent of like Canadian universities I think uh, so in Oof. terms of records uh, I don't know like who what, what offenses they shut down but yeah when I watched against Michigan Ohio State they, they seem to have have their way Maryland obviously you know they're probably like the third best team in the Big Ten this year which you know or maybe the fourth best team I guess behind Penn State. Uh, and their, their offense is, you know, they have an experienced quarterback as opposed to, say, Penn State's quarterback, Drew Allar, who uh, he's okay, but, you know, they don't really throw it downfield that much. So you can kind of, like, dissect it and, and sort of, I don't know, find a reason for one or the other. But I, I think my first answer is probably the best answer. I just flip a coin. <laughs> That's basically where we're at with tight ends. All
0: right. Next question here from – last one from Goose here. Frank Gore versus Troy – Ishmael Mahdi versus South Alabama or Jawar Jordan versus Kentucky. You got studs going up against good defenses here in the last week. I've already mentioned I'm staying away from Jawar Jordan. I I don't trust what kind of health situation we have going on there at Louisville. I think they're going to try to keep some of these guys healthy for the ACC uh, championship game. So they're probably going to keep keep Jordan's exposure limited against a out-of-conference game here. Yes, it's a rivalry game, but at the same time, like, do they really care that much when they have the ACC championship in their sights against a team that just lost their top quarterback? Now they're going to play it safe this weekend, so I'm staying away from Jawar Jordan. <sighs> Troy's defense is really good, and Frank Harris is already a guy that is so up and down. And I think he can have, again, I think he can have another good performance technically versus Troy, because, like, Troy's good defense, but they're not, like, completely shut down there. But Ishmael Mahdi, he is somebody that is getting healthier as the season's going back along. He got hurt there in the middle of the season, but we all remember just how freaking phenomenal he was before that point. He's slowly coming back. I think I would trust him the most of this bunch going up against South Alabama. South Alabama's got a solid defense as well, but they are also the more inconsistent of the three defenses here. They have had some games where they've given up a ton of points. So I'm going to hope that Texas State... Is able to put things back together. Some of those coaching rumors are not there, and that this team's falling apart because GJ Kenny is looking at jobs elsewhere. Fingers crossed that that's not happening, but he feels like the safest play out of these three. So, Justin, your thoughts, man?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, what a terrible. I mean, having to choose between these three, uh, I don't, you know, I don't envy uh, Goose here in terms of his options. Yeah, we mentioned Jordan's dealing with something health-wise, so that kind of throws him out a little bit. Uh, and then Gore and, and Mahdi, I mean both, both defenses are, are pretty solid. At least like Troy, it, it, it seems to be the quarterbacks you don't want to start against Troy. I don't think there's been a single strong quarterback performance against Troy. I haven't really tracked like how the running backs have been doing. but uh, And then also with Madi versus South Alabama, the, the game that sticks out for me is Machine is Ali. I think it was last week where they kind of shut him down. Uh, he, he had an okay game, but he didn't like score a touchdown or anything. Uh, which is not, I think he still scored like 10 points or something, which is not terrible, but Mahdi seems to be quite touchdown dependent. You know, when he scores, he has a good game. When he doesn't, he doesn't have a good game, which is not that uncommon from from other running backs, but him more so than than a lot of the other players, I think is really touchdown dependent. But I think, you know, the consideration kind of comes down to him and Gore just due to the fact that Jordan's got something health-wise. I don't know. Uh, Probably I'd roll with Mahdi just because He's a little more consistent in terms of his his output, if I remember correctly. I'm just going off the top of my head here. But Gore is like the poster boy for that sort of up and down volatile production. And he's just not a player that I feel like you could ever trust in like a format where you have to start a player. So by process of elimination, taking the less of all the evils here and just going with Mahdi.
0: Yeah, pretty much the same thought process I had. And Goose asked on his last question, like, do we trust Theo Johnson even with Penn State firing Earsich last week? That might be a plus if I am being real. So we'll, we'll yeah. see how Penn State looks without Earsich over the next couple of weeks here. We'll move on to our next question here from Buffalo Shoes. c to c start one tight end in a PPR league here. Dalvin Smith versus Ford International. Jared Wiley versus Oklahoma. Ben Sineau versus Iowa State. Again, tight end questions. It's hard to differentiate these three guys. Sano's probably been the most consistent of these three, but he's also got the worst matchup in Iowa State, which for all their faults has a pretty solid defense there. And so I think I'm still going to lean with Dalvin Smith. Again, they target those slot guys quite a bit. We know Dalvin Smith. He's labeled a tight end, but he's absolutely one of their other slot wide receivers there. They love targeting those guys over the middle. Smith's been great over the last couple of weeks, about as consistent as a tight end option as you can find right now. He's got the best matchup in Florida international. I think I'm going to go with him. Obviously Jared Wiley's coming off the massive 33 point game this past weekend, which sat on my bench in one or in several leagues, um, hurt a little bit. So, but at the same time, like it's tight ends. How are you going to guess these things are going to happen? So, I'm going to bet he is not going to do that again this week, and he's going to have a very mediocre tight end performance again this week. I'll go with Dalvin Smith again, that little cheat code wide receiver in a tight end slot against a good matchup and roll with it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to invoke sort of a similar reasoning that I used last week's show, although I don't believe it led me to the right answer. Uh, But when it comes to tight ends, try to just default to whoever's getting better target volume if there is one. And Delvin Smith of the three, I was just checking now, seems to be the best in terms of targets per game. So maybe that's the one thing we can sort of grab onto and say, okay, well, this is at least one indicator we can try to use here to predict who's going to score the best this weekend. But again, you know, it is a coin flip. If Sano happens to score a touchdown, probably he'll be the best scorer, and same, same deal with Wiley. So there's a huge element of randomness there, but uh, I would just roll with the guy who's getting the most targets.
0: Yep, sounds good. Um taking a quick second here to let us catch our breaths, but also to remind you guys if you have been watching this whole time, and one, if you have not put your start sit questions in the chat, we're still taking those in the chat. Right now we're just doing the ones on Twitter because we caught up on the ones in the chat. So feel free to drop a few in the chat if you need to there. And then two, if you're enjoying this content, go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe, all that good jazz. You guys know I gotta remind you guys that roughly every twenty minutes here. So I'll see you guys in 20 minutes on that front. For now, let's go to Michael Erickson's question here. He needs one running back in a PPR league. Bucky Irving, LaQuint Allen, or Jaden Ott? Three great receiving backs? Three guys all with question marks. Big, big question marks. Obviously, Jaden Ott, question mark with him as he's going against UCLA this upcoming weekend. That has been a defense that really has had one bad performance up until this point. Again, up against Arizona, I don't know what happened that week, but they just couldn't get anything going with their offense or their defense. Uh, Ott is probably the best performing of these three right here. Again, we were wrong to doubt Jake Spadoval this year in terms of his usage for Ott. Now, granted, I think part of that was the like a good chunk of the running back room getting injured before the season started. So that's probably part of it, but even still, it doesn't matter now. Ott's clearly the main guy. They're still running with him there. Quint Allen had himself a really nice game this past week. They've got a full Wildcat uh, offense going on over there, basically doing the triple option now with the Orange. But Dino you know, Babers is now fired. We don't know what kind of stuff they're going to do moving forward here. And then Bucky Irving, we talked about him earlier. Like You're dealing with injuries you're dealing with him going up against Oregon State who's pretty solid against the run and everything like that now maybe Bucky Irving's back again it was a good sign that he even played last week but man I don't know good 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 question Michael if you're listening man um I think I'm still gonna lean towards Ott I think because he still has his coaching staff in place because there's not many health problems there and it's just a matchup issue against a team that is also kind of in a little bit of turmoil in terms of what's going to happen with that coaching staff. I think that they got their big emotional win last week against USC comes back down to earth a little bit. And Ott has scored against some pretty tough defenses this year. So I think I'm going to still roll with Ott of these three, just the least amount of questions there. Justin, your thoughts, man.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm in a bit of a conundrum here because when I released my running back rankings earlier today, I didn't really know Irving was dealing with some sort of health issue off the field or on the field, I suppose. So I actually had him ranked ahead of June only by a couple of spots. But given that sort of we know Irving is sort of banged up, although he did play, as you mentioned, last weekend, he actually still got, I believe, like 14, 15 touches. So you can't be that hurt. I mean, if they're relying on him to that degree. But still, uh, there is sort of the question mark there, I suppose. And the matchup's not great. Whereas Jay Nott, I mean, as far as we know, he's fully healthy. Uh their matchup, I know you mentioned it, Jared. Who did they play again? UCLA. Okay, well, okay, their matchup is also kind of tricky. So yeah. uh, uh Waldo, UCLA, have they have they fired Chip Kelly yet? I know they said
0: it's, they were. It's been a weird back and forth. Clearly there's some there there's some turmoil going on there.
1: Okay, so they okay, so they haven't actually fired him enough <laughs> for days for the uh, okay, so that, that's sort of a strange situation. I don't know. I mean, not a great matchup, though. UCLA has been a pretty good defense this year, and we can actually take that for some sort of truth because they played other good offenses, unlike some of these fraudulent
0: Big Ten teams.
1: Uh, so, you know, this UCLA... Probably Big Ten had... catching
0: so many strays from you tonight, uh, Justin. Yeah. Like, man, like... I'm going to shout it from the
1: top of the hill until people will sort of get on board with this. That's a very bad conference this year. Uh, but I, I don't want to get too <laughs> off the ways here uh jay not yeah his matchup's not great but he doesn't have a health concern laquint allen seems to have found his form the last couple weeks and it seems like this change in their offense agrees with him because they've just gone very run heavy uh and actually you know even though they're quite run heavy last week he saw his like season high in terms of targets he saw like eight targets last weekend caught all eight of them he only got like 21 something yards but if we're talking like a ppr and it is a ppr league i mean that. That eight catches, 21 yards, that's immediately 10.1, whatever points. So, like, obviously, you know, he's he's probably going to have a good game that week if he continues to see target volume like that. Um, but for me, I think I'm still going to roll with Ott because he's been very consistent all season, and he doesn't have really any question marks in terms of, like, his individual profile. But, you know, Allen's intriguing also. I wrote about him in my re- rankings this morning uh you do feel a bit conflicted there because you know he hasn't been that consistent this season but he's been really good the last couple of weeks so i suppose it kind of comes down to like how much of a risk do you want to take for me i wouldn't want really want to take a risk so i'd probably roll a lot uh but i wouldn't be too unhappy about starting allen either
0: brett let's keep the chat pg sir i do not want to hear any more about ucla ucla shooting their wad um Anyway, that 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 joke fell flat. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and move on to uh, another question here. This one also comes from Buffalo Shoes. We just answered a question from him a second ago. I'm not really sure why Twitter put separated his questions here. Anyway, uh, start one QB here: Stone versus Navy, Will Howard versus Iowa State, Warner versus Memphis, Ward versus Washington. Um, I guess. Stone? he's probably the he's probably the guy playing the best at the quarterback position right now he does have a little bit of dual threat ability compared to the rest of these guys obviously howard has probably the best dual threat ability of these four guys but again the iowa state matchup is a little bit tricky right there i don't love relying on that navy's defense has been horrendous so i'm going to lean towards stone here i don't really have a strong feel on any of these guys though so compared to each other what about you justin
1: yeah, okay. I'm assuming Preston Stone, Will Howard, E.J. Warner, and
0: Cameron Ward. Yes. yes. Yeah, uh, give me Ward. word. All right, going with Cameron Ward. All right, Tyler Cox here. He is asking us between several flex options here. Ashton g and going up against Air Force. Rashad Owens, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, going up against BYU. Amani Bailey versus Oklahoma. Or Trevor Etienne versus Florida State. I think the two most interesting options here are Amani Bailey and Trevor Etienne. Trevor Etienne, I think, is a little bit more interesting this week. Again, they're go- they're moving away from Mertz, given the fact that Mertz is hurt, probably done for the year. And that means they're going to have to rely on this run game a little bit more. But that FSU defense is pretty solid at different points. So I'm going to lean towards Amani Bailey here. Oklahoma has shown themselves to be pretty susceptible to the run we saw it against kansas we saw it against texas we saw it against several teams this year that while that defense is pretty stout at times that again the, their weakness seems to be with the run i think abani bailey should be able to find plenty of action versus the sooners this week uh justin which one are you going with
1: uh yeah i don't mind starting bailey this week uh so we have to start too uh, i'd probably agree with you in terms of the two I'd pick, uh, certainly Bailey would be like the, at the top of my list of the four. Uh, even though it's cut off there, you were mentioning Etienne. I assume he's yes, like the four. I meant to, yeah. I to scroll down a bit. No problem. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, FSU is pretty good defense though, also. Uh, but as we mentioned with Genty, like there's sort of a couple of question marks there. Uh, I generally like to start running backs in the flex spot. Unless, you know, something, there's, there's some sort of crazy circumstance there. So probably for me, I'm going to roll with Bailey and Etienne for a lot of the same reasons that Jared just mentioned.
0: All right, now Tyler's DST question here. He's asking us between Wisconsin and Minnesota, Tennessee versus Vandy, or Oregon versus Oregon State. My initial thought was Wisconsin and Minnesota, but I actually really like this Tennessee matchup here. They've had Vandy's number the last couple of years. Every time it seems like Vandy's kind of building something up, maybe they can upset the Vols or something like that. Tennessee comes in and just beats the absolute snot out of them. Vandy started off a little bit hot to start the season with their offense and everything definitely have cooled down quite a bit as the season has rolled along here. Tennessee's got themselves a really, really good front seven there. Their secondary leaves something to be desired a little bit, but I don't think Vandy's going to be able to take advantage of that. Again, I like A.J. Swan. I like Obviously, Will Shepard, I like. Jaden McGowan, a lot of the receivers they have. London Humphreys, the true freshman as well. I like the pieces they have there, but it's been clear throughout this entire year they've not been able to put that all together. Tennessee should be able to take care of that. I, I would actually roll with Tennessee's defense here. Yeah, for,
1: for me, it's pretty simple just in terms of looking at the three. like the, the one where the talent disparity is the largest it's probably Tennessee versus Vandy. Even though Vandy has a good team this year, as, as Jared just gave a rundown. like They've got some good players. Uh, Tennessee you know they're coming off a beatdown. They just they got absolutely uh, pantsed on on tv by Georgia the week before weren't competitive at, at any level really so you know this weekend looking for a bounce back from them they can sort of beat up on their younger brother here try to salvage the season a little bit uh, I can only imagine their fans are probably really disappointed probably wish they were Georgia fans because um, you know it's just been a really disappointing season for the Bulls in basically every
0: aspect I think uh just woke so, up yeah. and chose violence today man like i don't know <laughs> like, did, did 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 you wake up on the wrong side of the bed man like it's the big 10 it's I, tennessee I you, man
1: i told you my laptop crashed last week and i had to like shell out multiple. oh podcasts.
0: yeah that's right
1: i'm a little upset uh but yeah no look just to be serious like talent disparity is quite high tennessee is going to be looking for like a big bounce back like it's the end of the season they had a terrible game last weekend uh, it's been a bad season really overall for them. So, you know, use Vandy, try to like salvage the season a little bit. The other two, Oregon versus Oregon State. I mean, that could be a close game all the way. Wisconsin, Minnesota, again, same deal. Like they're both pretty similar in terms of talent. So
0: Yeah, Wisconsin, Minnesota, again, it's expected to be a low scoring game there. It's part of the reason why I like Braylon Allen is because both of those teams are going to be running the ball a ton. They're going to want to keep that a low scoring game. That's just how they fight against each other right there. So. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind starting Wisconsin's defense as well, but I think, like you said, the talent disparity between Tennessee and Vandy, probably the biggest selling point here. All right, next one here. Gabriel Sanchez, PPR, pick two wide receivers, uh, or no, excuse me, pick two players for a flex spot here. Elijah Surratt versus Coastal Carolina, Torrey Horton versus Hawaii, or Marcus Carroll versus Old Dominion. Torrey Horton's not quite betting what he has he was to start the season. Obviously, he got hurt um, some rib injuries there definitely been limited over the last couple of weeks although he did score a touchdown this past week I like what Elijah Surratt has been doing he's probably been one of the most on fire wide receivers the last couple of weeks and quite frankly I think it's hard to sit him here and then as we kind of mentioned earlier with Marcus Carroll we see what he's done what he does against or again we talked about him earlier we've seen what he does against you know Defenses that are much stronger than Georgia State. We've seen what he does against defenses that are much weaker. It doesn't really matter. They're going to feed him as much as they can. And so I am going to still lean towards Marcus Carroll here. Again, I love Torrey Horton. One of my absolute favorite wide receivers coming into the year. But again, championship week. When you have two healthy guys who have been studs over the last couple weeks versus Torrey Horton, who is a stud, just hasn't been healthy and hasn't been able to reach his ceiling like he has been. It's a hard, hard sell when you're putting everything on the line. So I would go Surratt. I would go Carroll, even in PPR league, because Carroll, you know, can catch the ball a little bit as well. Yeah. I mean,
1: despite the fact that it's PPR for me, you got to lock Carroll in. He's been consistently really good all season. Nothing really to dislike with him. In terms of the other two wide receivers, obviously Horton's the guy with sort of the bigger pedigree, but Surratt's been better, basically, like since October, I want to say. I mean, you could, you could even make an argument, I guess, over the course of the season. But Horton was certainly really good in September. Lately, he hasn't really been as good. Surratt's really caught fire. Uh, not a terrible matchup, as we talked about earlier with McLeod. So, yeah, not a lot to dislike there. I mean, you're not going to be too unhappy about starting either of these guys. But uh, I expect Surratt to have a pretty good game this weekend. I believe, you know, McLeod will have sort of a bounce back after. Uh, they had a rough one for Abstate State last weekend. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the the two wide receivers, there's not that much that differentiates them, but Surratt's been uh, more productive recently,
0: so probably roll with him. All right, I'm going to ask the chat a question real quick, uh, specifically regarding the stream quality, because at least on my end, it looks like it's going up and down. So looks like we got a little bit of stability here now, so we'll just kind of roll with that. And we'll roll on to the next question here. Let's go to Mr. Brian Laotian's question here. Pick one quarterback out of three here. Noah Fafita going up against Arizona State. Cam Ward going up against Washington or Tate. Roadmaker quarterback out of Florida State going up against Florida. Roadmaker's a clear sit out of these three. Why would you start a backup quarterback in championship week when you know for a fact that Fafita and Ward can get you exactly what you need? Roadmaker doesn't run a ton. Yes, he's got Keon Coleman. Yes, he has... um, Johnny Wilson there, so I think he'll be fine for the most part. But fine is what you can get out of Cam Ward and Fafita as the base floor. Roadmaker, I feel like there's a way lower lower floor there. Not going to touch that in terms of Fafita or Cam Ward. I think that I'm going to roll with Cam Ward here over Fafita, mostly because Arizona is more likely to. Hand the ball off and rush it into the end zone than Washington State is. Simple as that. I mean, Washington State doesn't run the ball a ton. They throw fifty times a game. Ward <coughs> is gonna get more touchdown opportunities than Fafita for the most for the most part here. Again, they both have solid matchups here. Arizona State, Washington, rivalry games. Both of these teams are gonna want to score a ton of points here. I'm gonna lean towards Ward. What about you, Justin?
1: Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I mean, Rotomaker is a, a fun idea this week as like a sleeper. Like if you're in a really deep league, and you're just looking for a starting quarterback, like he's a good name.
0: Cause, I don't even know. know if he's that. I feel like it's just getting way too cute. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, like if
1: you're in a very deep league, uh, he's a potential option just to, you know, because uh, you never know. I mean, he's playing against Florida, and Florida's also without their quarterback. So things could get crazy in that game. But in terms of this question, uh Yeah, I, I think, you know, rodemaker's hard pass. He's clearly not in the tier of the first two. And then, you know, F- Fifida versus Ward. Uh, nothing really stands out to me about either his matchup. Obviously, Washington is a better team than Arizona, uh, but their defense doesn't really scare me that much. Um, yeah, Cameron Ward, like I said and a couple of questions ago, he's actually scored like 30 or more points four times out of his last five games which is pretty good. Uh, you know, I think he was yeah. sort of uh, volatile up and down in October and that's kind of standing out to a lot of people, but actually recently, like he's been really good. So I think I'm just going to roll ward because I don't know recently he's, he's been pretty productive. Uh Fifida, He's been good this season too. Uh, and it's a rivalry game. You expect, you know, there's probably going to be lots of back and forth, but for me, I think I would just roll ward. He seems safer.
0: All right. We'll keep moving along here and sorry, Buffalo shoes. And sorry, Michael Erickson, um i'm gonna try to hit up some of these guys we haven't had questions from because i just i'm looking down the list here man you guys asked a lot of questions (laughs) so we're gonna try to hit up some of these people that we haven't gotten to yet so adam huddle one point ppr pick one running back out of this bunch tj harden going up against cal he's been coming coming along over the last couple of weeks Jawar Jordan versus Kentucky or DJ Giddens versus Iowa state. I mean, once again, Jawar Jordan, he's the one I'm throwing out here too much, uh, too much risk on the injury there and him not being hundred percent, maybe being safe for Florida state. I'm not trusting that TJ Harden versus Cal. Like I said, he's been coming along recently. Definitely like what I've been seeing out of TJ Harden. I thought he would be doing this sooner than he did this year, but he is starting to overtake Carson seal a little bit there, but That doesn't mean they can't change in a single week here, so definitely some questions there. And the DJ Giddens, man, it's in the same boat there in terms of Giddens has not been able to really break away from Ward either, and so my two top running back options here are both guys kind of stuck in, not even a committee, because it's really just a top two for each of these teams. So that just leaves me with the matchup. Cal, much worse defense than Iowa State. I can see a shootout potential going on between Cal and UCLA this weekend. So I'm going to go with TJ Harden out of these three guys here. Justin, your thoughts, man?
1: Uh, I'm exactly where you are. I mean, we're getting a lot of questions with Jawar Jordan, uh, Jordan this uh, this segment. And yeah, the answer is the same every time. I mean, just the injury concern, I think you have to discard him. And then what separates Harden and Giddens? It's basically just a matchup. They're both in, in sort of a timeshare of another Although Giddens, I think, is a little bit more clearly sort of RB1A towards RB1B in his situation. But it's not really uh, it's not really a clear distinction either way. So yeah, I think you're just left with the matchup. And it's not great either way between Harden or Giddens. But I think if you have to choose. Probably you want to go with Harden. All
0: right. Going to run through these pretty quickly here um, to kind of finish things up here. Because um, I am actually running out of time. So we're going to have to go through these quickly mdb darren Granger versus old dominion stone versus navy or dart versus mississippi states thanks gobble 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 to you too sir um gotta be probably dart out of this bunch again he's been very quietly super productive for fantasy this year in fact if i remember correctly yeah he's a top 20 qb here um obviously a rough week in georgia but outside of that he's been pretty solid for the most part Definitely has some big game potential there again in weeks three and five, 39 plus fantasy points in both of those games right there. Once again, rivalry weekend. Ole Miss and Mississippi State love to beat the hell out of each other. I think I'm going to roll with him there. Although I think both Granger and Stone are solid options. But Granger's been kind of banged up, been kind of on a losing streak. Old Dominion is it's again, Old dominion is one of the most psychotic teams in college football this year to where they could show up and get absolutely run over, or they show up and they're basically the nineteen nine or nineteen eighty-five Bears on defensive field some days. Like it is completely back and forth some days. Um Georgia State's offense is kind of in the same way where it can show up and you're looking at them being like, Oh my god, am I watching 2019 LSU? Or some days they watch up, uh, they they show up and you're like, Holy crap did Brian Ferentz get hired as the offensive coordinator when I wasn't looking. So I probably stay away from that game. Stone versus Navy. Again, I think it's solid, but darts probably the most solid out of this bunch.
1: Yep. Dart for me. Uh, I think you covered all the reasons there, Jared. All
0: right. Sounds good. Uh, Andy Amreen, half point PPR league need two for flex slash super flex. So I guess there's just two flex spots here. KG Jefferson versus Missouri. Rocco Beck versus Kansas state. Frank Gore versus Troy Jaden Ott versus UCLA. Normally, in a superflex, I am always biased towards the quarterback position. I should probably actually put the question on the screen. Um, but Jefferson' offense has just not been working at all this year. Rocco Beck. what 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 has Rocco Beck done this year? Well, let me let me let me find this. man. he's QB fifty-seven on the year, and he has had. One game over 25 points this year. So that's not really the greatest use of your super flex option right there. You got tr- Gore and Ott both with rough matchups potentially. But as I mentioned earlier, I trust Ott this weekend. I don't trust Troy as much. All right, excuse me, I don't trust Gore versus Troy as much. But at the same time, I think still the ceiling's higher with Gore than either of these two quarterbacks in the situations that they're in at the moment. So I'm going to stick with the running backs here. Typically, I don't like, a, typically, I don't like, a, typically, I don't like starting running backs over quarterbacks in a super fuck spot, but that's just kind of what I have to do here. Uh, For me, I think I'm going to go one of each. Uh,
1: Jefferson, you know, I, I don't trust him against Missouri. He had a good game last weekend, but they've been really up and down. It's a very strange thing going on at arkansas this year even even after the oc has been fired they're, they're still sort of up and down on offense uh rocco Beck, i mean if you just look at his production in isolation like if he was a running back the, the, the number's not that bad actually uh so like you know if it's between him versus frank gore jr and, and Jaden odd uh i'd probably still roll with Beck. i know kansas state has a good defense though uh, like to be fair i guess like all four matchups are pretty good defenses so, but I, I just like Beck because he's a quarterback and, and he's actually been decently productive throughout the season over somebody like Frank Gore, who I don't know. He's just, he's very, very, very volatile. And then Jay Nott is probably going to be my second pick. Uh, again, tough matchup, but he's been pretty good this year. He's been pretty matchup proof. So I
0: think Beck and Ott would be the two I'd pick. All right. Moving on to Dan Miller here. Two wide receivers that are link Victor, Jay Macklin, Joshua Cephas, or Malachi Corley. I think an easy sit here is Jay Macklin again. He's been super touchdown dependent. Clearly, when he doesn't get the touchdowns, he can have really really bad weeks. So I'm gonna sit him out of this bunch. That really leaves starting two between three really good options. I'm Dan. You gotta be able to put in you got you got to be able to put in all three of these guys somehow in your lineup unless you have a really small lineup. But gun to my head, I'm gonna stick with the. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the matchups. Lincoln Victor versus Washington. I like that. Malachi Corley going up against FIU this week. Joshua Cephas is going up against Tulane. The matchups decided there. I'll go Victor and Corley. Your running back question here. Ashton GNT or Cody Schrader. Do I go with the banged up guy who's, I'm not entirely sure what his role is going to be against a really good defense. Or do I go with Cody Schrader who's going up against the Arkansas defense, which has been absolutely horrendous this year. It's going to be Cody Schrader a hundred times out of a hundred. And then start three quarterbacks between Austin Reed, Byron Brown, Caden K- 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 Salter, Michael Penix, or Bo Nix. Uh, go I think I'm going to go with the three dual threat guys here. Going to go Bo Nix, going to go Caden Salter, going to go Byron Brown, and that's that. Justin, you want to run through those real quick?
1: Yeah, well, it's a boring answer for me. It's actually the exact same. Like <laughs> yeah, cool. Wide receivers, Victor, Corley have good matchups. Running back one is pretty obvious to me. And then quarterbacks, I mean, you can make an argument maybe for – for Farid uh, or Brown, but I don't know. The, the other three seem safer.
0: All right. Next question here from Dogtown Red. By the way, shout out to Dogtown Red uh, for knocking me out in the BTR Dynasty League. Both of us scoring over 300 points in that league, uh, in a sit-start league. So it was a really, really high scoring matchup. So well done to you, sir. Start two tight ends here. Bryson Nesbitt, Jake Bringswell, or Justin Jolly. Uh going to go brilliant Stool and jolly just because of the matchups again nesbit has been on fire but obviously last week we saw that he, you know it's not a guarantee every single week nc state's a solid defense south carolina umass definitely much lower tier of defense there for those guys to go up against. so i'm going to go with burning Stool and jolly yeah i mean i'd
1: probably again i might just flip a coin here and, and go with whatever that tells you got me. a
0: three-sided coin justin you want to show me
1: well, I'll flip a coin between each and then figure it out from there and just go like almost playoff style. I don't know. Uh yeah, there's nothing really for me to like differentiate between all 3 it Nestsmith's been pretty productive lately, but I, don't know. I might just copy Jared's answer here.
0: All right. Last one or last one here. Um we can run through the other ones from Michael Erickson and them in a second uh just naming names. Like we'll just name names like who we would go with. No analysis. Okay. Uh Faraway Toss, the last one we'll do full analysis on. Again, quarterback, pick two, drones, Armstrong, or Henderson at LSU. Uh man. See, like Henderson, I don't want to trust because again, backup QB, but he is dual threat and is the LSU defense, man. Like they they give up everything. So I think I'm gonna go Henderson. I think I'm gonna go Armstrong drones. He's been a solid. wire pickup for you in a ton of your leagues there. But I think Armstrong has kind of been kicking it off here a little bit as he's gotten the starting job back. It's UNC's defense, who has been very up and down this year. I think they're going down to finish the year here. So I'll go Henderson-Armstrong. And then a running back between these guys, um, just picking one between Water. I don't really trust any of the Duke running backs. It's just been going back and forth between those guys all year. Braylon Allen in Minnesota. Again, I like Braylon Allen in Minnesota this week, but I think I'll go Jaquin and Jackson just because of the matchup versus Colorado. And hopefully he can get more than 10 touches this week, uh, given the fact that they should be able to outmatch Colorado there. And then at Flex... Uh, white at Baylor. Who's playing Baylor again? Oh, it's um, jaheem White, uh, what, um, the West Virginia running back. Yeah, let's go with I'm gonna still go with Jalen Polk again. You're talking about a top 12 wide receiver on the year. Yes, he inexplicably just nothing last week. They they had like Oregon State did a really good job covering him. Washington State's not gonna do that again this week, I think. You let go of the burn and you start Polk again this week. He's been money for you all year except for last week. So, let's go with that. All right, Justin, real quick, these three.
1: Uh, yeah. Can you scroll down real quick? Oh, I am just... so sorry. I
0: could have sworn I had it up.
1: That's well, all good. Um, I'd probably roll Armstrong and Henderson. Armstrong has been good since he came back. I don't know if that. Getting bench sort of gave him a kick in the pants or whatever, but oh, he's been good back to back weeks. UNC it's tougher matchup, but I don't know. I'd, I'd probably tr- choose him. Running back, I'd roll with Allen. Uh, he was really good last weekend. He's he gets more volume usually than Jaquin and Jackson. And then flex position. I don't know. With White, I'd want to monitor what they say about C J Donaldson. If he if oh, Donaldson's point. out, uh, I'd probably slot in White. If if Donaldson if there's no update on Donaldson, then
0: I'd probably just roll with Polk. Yeah, Polk's going to bounce back this week again. Last week was a super, super big fluke. there. Uh, can we squeeze in one more question? Because Austin did just drop a question in the chat. All right, we're going to squeeze this one in real quick. Choose one running back. CJ Baxter versus Texas Tech. SMA versus Stanford or Carroll versus Old Dominion. I'm going to go with SMA versus Stanford, mostly because of the matchup there. Again, Baxter, he's still a true freshman. They're going to have true freshman up and down value there. So I'm going to stay away from that, especially in championship week. Carroll versus Old Dominion. I like it, but I know Stanford is consistently bad every week on defense versus Old Dominion has been very up and down with their defense. So I think I'm going to still roll with SMA there. Any quick thoughts, Justin?
1: Uh, I'm just going to roll with Carroll. Uh, Mr. Reliable all season. We know he's going to get the volume. So.
0: Sounds good. All right. Rolling back up here real quick to some of the questions we kind of had to skip over. Just give me a ma- give me a name, Justin. Jalen Royals, Akari, Javon Baker, or Hobert among these four wide uh,
1: receivers. Uh, give me, give me, give me Royals.
0: Yeah, I'm Royals as well. Michael Erickson, Emeka Ibuka, Elijah Badger, or Jalen Knoll? I'm going Knoll. Uh, yeah, Jalen Noel. Yeah, Ibuka. That is going to be something I'm going to dissect after this year. I need to figure out what happened with Emeka Ibuka. That is probably the biggest bust. In fantasy this year, obviously he got hurt, but at the same time, like even when he is playing, he's just not getting the targets like he did last year, or what we kind of expected out of the Ohio State offense. Anyway, um, Corey Horton, Povale Ashlock, Jalen Polk, or uh, Jalen Wright, the running back out of Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. Um, I'll
1: give me Jalen Polk.
0: Yeah, give me Polk. That's how I'm, I'm feeling as well. Uh Adam Huddle here, four-point passing touchdown, one quarterback here. Jalen Henderson, LSU, Alan Bowman, BYU, Jared Guest versus James Madison. Henderson, right? Yeah, Henderson for me. Sounds good. And there we go. Got all the questions. And we got it done in the nick of time. We got about three minutes left here, Justin. So in those three minutes, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know what they can expect from you over the next couple of weeks? Got some things figured out for postseason stuff
1: uh yeah well i mean for those of you guys who've been around you you know i started in the off season so you know this off season off season there'll be similar content for the remainder of this week i'll try to post qb rankings for this weekend for the saturday games uh other than that it's pretty much the same stuff that i usually do uh most of you i recognize the names i know you subscribe or you follow me on twitter so you already know all about it and uh you can find me on twitter at volume pigs linked to my websites and my profile
0: yeah, absolutely. Go check out the rest of Justin's stuff again here at CTN. We're going to have one more show after this week. Again, we're going to be teaming up with uh, John Lobb in order to bring a video version of the CFF Awards this year. I know me and Justin are working on that article with Lobb this year. We also got Mike Bainbridge, Joe Goodwin, and a lot of the other guys there at Fantracks putting that together. So, absolutely be on the lookout for that article in the show that'll be coming out after that. Once that show is out, CTN will be taking a break to finish the season. Again, bowl games, stuff like that. We're going to sit back and enjoy those. We'll bring back analysis in the new year in terms of what we've learned from those games. But during the month of December, I'm going to enjoy my time with my family, give myself a little bit of rest, get myself recharged, because you guys know we'll be back in January starting way too early with analyzing what is coming in the next upcoming year. But a lot of great stuff. For you there. And for those of you who are here and watching on the YouTube version of the show, especially those of you who are here watching live, I want to give a little sneak peek at a announcement that we'll be having here soon. And I am going to throw it up on the screen. And for those of you who are listening on podcasts, you're gonna to have to go and check out the YouTube version to see the little teaser I am throwing up on the screen uh little announcement we'll be making after the regular season so be on the lookout for that all of you in the chat appreciate you guys for joining us really appreciate you guys coming on here asking the questions felt like we had a really good time here tonight this was fun maybe this is the way we do sit start shows in the future next year again it was a little chaotic to start and everything because i wasn't i guess fully prepared and everything but it was fun glad you guys seemed to enjoy it again We'll see you guys next time. Really appreciate all of you guys listening, and I hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed weekend. Good luck in your fantasy championships.